Today, we bring you the final episode of this season of Reentry Stories, our series of conversations with reentering citizens of Ohio. This season, we focused on the Fringe Coffee House in Hamilton, which offers direct help to returning citizens, including a place to work. In the first episode, we met Patrick Davis, who started the Fringe with his wife, Sarah. And today, we meet Sarah. She herself was incarcerated until 2014. She talked with series producer Mary Evans. You became incarcerated about 12, 13 years ago. And since being incarcerated, you've came home and opened up a business and started a situation to help the returned citizens. I like to call it a seamless transition because there seems to be no way for someone to fall through the cracks once they are part of your organization. So um, let's take it back to when you're incarcerated. What kind of programming did you choose? Um, So one of the things I, I feel like sort of saved my life during that experience was going through the dog program. And I trained dogs for three years. Um, It sort of helped with my grief, with being away from my children, and gave me a sense of purpose and something to pour my love into. Um, I was also very involved in ministry. I uh, was involved with a ministry called Signs of Life, where you minister to music um, using sign language. Um, I was part of a mentor group called Footsteps, where uh, we would, we as lower security um, inmates would work with higher level security inmates with the hope of um, helping them change their behavior in hopes of eventually lowering their security level. Um, So yeah, those are a few things I was involved in while I was there. Um, Were you also incarcerated at Dayton Correctional, or did you do all your time at Ohio Reformatory for Women? So I did the first half of my six years at ORW and the last three at Dayton Correctional. Um, What were some of the contrasts um, that you can mention um, as far as Ohio Reformatory for Women and Dayton Correctional? Um, you know, I think definitely the setup of the prison itself is is very different. ORW is a much larger compound than Dayton Correctional. Um, for me, like, when I think back to my experience at ORW, it's, it's much more sad memories, but I don't know if that's because that was the first half of my sentence and I was still deeply walking through the grief of that experience. And so it sort of feels, like, gray and sad to me in my memory. Um, I felt a major difference in the way staff treated you um, with transitioning to to Dayton Correctional. Um, it just felt like a much more laid-back environment. I felt a little bit more humanized and respect from the staff as well. Um, not, I mean, there's, you know, there's good and bad staff no matter where you go in, in any prison, but um, it was a more positive experience for me at Dayton Correctional. I was also closer to home, and so that helped, of course, as well. Yeah. And so then after um, your incarceration, you're home and you decide, I want to make an even bigger difference. So what were some of the processes um, that you guys went through to start um, the Scars and Bars and being able to go back in and then Mm -hmm. um, following up with the Fringe Church and Coffee House? Yeah, so Patrick had been doing Scars and Bars for years and years. So um, that's always been, you know, a good experience to go in there and to see the major need and to have experienced that need of people needing a job when they come home and, and not being able to get one because of, of having a felony. So when we sold our house, that was kind of like an easy decision for us. It was a scary decision. Uh, it was a long and hellish process, to be honest, to, to get it open. Uh, we definitely felt like that's what God had called us to do. Um, but there were many times that we doubted along the way that it would ever happen and uh, but knew there was definitely a need for people to have employment, to have a sense of community and people who understand uh, what they've been through. 
And so then with Scars and Bars, um, that's the 10-week program where you guys use music um, as a form of art therapy to get to the root of what pretty much calls the incarceration. And then even with not participating in that program, they still have a chance of employment, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. We welcome anyone who's been through the incarceration experience to be a part of the fringe if we're hiring at the time. And even if we're not hiring, like get involved in other things we're doing, you know, um, right now we do a weekly recovery meeting, so we encourage people to come to that, um, willing to help anybody walk through that that transition process and be part of our community here. Um, yeah, when I spoke to Patrick, he had like it was a no-brainer um, to sell our house and put our life savings into this. Um, how rewarding has it been um, for you guys, even though you're just starting? I think the most rewarding part for me has been like the overwhelming community support. Like when you launch something like this, you never know how the community will respond. And we've just been blown away at the people who come in and then they, they literally tell us like there's nothing you could do wrong from a business standpoint. Like you can give me the wrong drink. You can take too long to make my food, whatever. Even if you screw it up, I still support your mission so much. I'm going to come back. And that part has been the most surprising to me, like how supportive people are of the mission. And so now you're on to another new adventure. You're going back inside in a whole nother type of um, situation. How did you even go about finding out about the position for the chaplain? Was it someone that was on the inside that told you about it? And what made you realize, like, this is what I need to do? And Yeah, so we had, we'd sort of gotten information from someone who works there that it would be coming available. You know, if you're interested, you may want to apply um, and I did, but I honestly felt like this is, like, totally 50-50. This could go either way. Like, they know I've been there. Like, but I'm going to try. I'm at least going to, you know, I'm at least going to try. And, you know, like, the, I say the first part of my life, like, I was I was a nurse, and so I've always had that heart for people. But, like, on the other side of my own incarceration experience, I still have a heart for people, but it's in more meeting their emotional and spiritual needs. And so it's it's the dream job for me to be able to go back in there and – um, tell the women, like, I've been where you are, like, I know what you're experiencing as a mom, and, um, yeah, super psyched about it. What are going to be some of your, like, stipulations or guidelines? Um, I know with Scars and Bars, it doesn't matter about people sentencing um, regulations, it doesn't matter if you've been to prison a few times, um, so are some of those going to carry on with your new position as chaplain, or are you going to have other stipulations and guidelines? Um, still, still sorting all that out. I've just completed my first week of training. I'm already tossing around some ideas of different uh, programming and classes I can help offer the women there um, when there's openings on the schedule. Um, definitely want those programs to be accessible to all. I feel like uh, lifers often get a bad deal in those situations because because of your sentence. You know, there's often preferential treatment given to people who have shorter sentences. So, definitely want anything I'm a part of to be open um, to all. Uh, right now, we're in discussion of possibly doing like a parenting class. There's a big need for that, um, not only for women who are going to be there for a long time, like how do they be a parent to their children in that situation, but also for women who are going to be coming home and some of the difficulties of that transition that you face, you know, as a mom coming out when you've been absent for, for a while. So, you know, um, previous wardens have started out in cha as chaplains and have moved up um, the employment ladder of Ohio Department of Corrections and ultimately became wardens and stuff like that. Do you see yourself staying in a position where you're going to be chaplain or maybe if you're there for a while and other positions um, become available to where you can have more hands-on and more changing approaches, would you probably take those opportunities as well? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the the key in anything in life in being successful is learning to be faithful um, right where you are. And, like, there was a time where I was a porter and I cleaned toilets and I took pride in that job. And that was an important job. It was as important as anything else there. And that's kind of always been my motto in my heart. And so, yeah, this is where I'm at. This is the season God has me in for this season. But um, would I be open to future opportunities? Absolutely. Yeah. And then what do you see for the fringe? I mean, you already have a church, you have this coffee house. Um, what do you see for the fringe um, as an entity in the next few years? Uh, f- <laughs> figuring out like we have a good handle on what we're doing because, you know, the first year of a business is chaotic and, and you oftentimes feel like you're failing and you don't know what you're doing. So, yeah, feeling more confident in that. Um, future locations, for sure. I think one of these is needed in every major city in Ohio or even further further out. So we've already had people approach us with discussions of that. So I, I definitely see it expanding. Yeah, That's awesome. Maybe some housing opportunities and stuff like yes. that too? Yes, there's always, gosh, it's such a need. We get calls all the time asking about housing. Um, and there's such a housing shortage right now with the pandemic and just with people coming, coming home. So, um, yeah, definitely that as well. And also seeing like our employees – further themselves and pursue their own dreams and and manage and open one of these shops if that's what they're interested in or just supporting them like in advancing and moving in in their own dreams so did you guys open up before or after covid right in the middle of it so october 2020 so right in the height of the pandemic so how's that impacted your business as far as um before pandemic and post and post pandemic, how has that affected you? So it was definitely scary opening during a pandemic. Um, we were overwhelmed and surprised by the people who still came out and supported. Um, we haven't seen a huge increase with everything being lifted, but a lot of that is just the location of where we are. Um, a huge part of our customer base was college students, and college is out for the summer right now, right right when the mask mandate has been lifted. So. We're anticipating an increase in numbers again once summer has passed and people aren't traveling as much. Um, but it's been good, even in spite of the pandemic. I feel like in the fall, you guys are definitely going to be busy because everyone's eager to get away from their parents. You know, all them college students got stuck in the house with their parents for a while. So I think everything will be good. I just want to say thank you for all the work that you guys do. And I hope to see, you know, this location, things like this in the, in the location I live. I, Definitely see a need for employment and just resources, period, in Dayton and throughout that whole Miami Valley area, Springfield, Fairborn. There's not really that many resources for returned citizens. I mean, Sinclair Community College, they do what they can with their reentry program, but there's not. And you have the Montgomery County Department of Reentry, um, and a lot of that's volunteer-based, so you don't really have a lot of people really giving time, especially for underrepresented communities like the ones that we represent. But I hope to see... Um, fringe churches and fringe housing and fringe coffee shops, um, like you said, all throughout Ohio. I think what you guys do is amazing, and it's admirable that you guys took a chance to put your life savings up, you know, take a risk on people like yourself, but knowing what kind of capacity that the people we represent, the people we are, the capacity that we have to be successful, I mean, I don't think you guys can go wrong, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the work you do. Reentry Stories features the stories of formerly incarcerated men and women in Ohio. This project is also a podcast and comes from the Eichelberger Center of Community Voices. You can learn more about the Fringe Coffee House and hear stories from past seasons too at our website, wyso.org.